I was so encouraged, and I want to read this passage. Um, I open up the worship time with it um, before the worship practice with it. Uh, it's a, a passage of Scripture that speaks about the kingdom of God. And it says, Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, Jesus answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No one will say, Look here. Or there, for you see the kingdom of heaven is among you. The words of Christ was that the kingdom of heaven is in your midst. And so when we come into places and times like this, isn't it beautiful to just experience, this is what we're getting, is a taste of the kingdom of heaven. This place that we come in together is, Jesus said to the Pharisees and those around him, the kingdom of heaven is in your midst, it's in your presence. And it was partly because of, his disciples' ministry, and his own life being there, and the Spirit of God moving through the, the surrounding people and the surrounding cities. And so this morning, it's so special to stand together, to pray, to hear testimonies, and just know that God's kingdom is moving. We're operating, if I can say, and living in the realm of the kingdom right now. And His presence is here with us. And so that's why you always feel so encouraged when you come together with believers, because the presence of God is there in that place working there hallelujah amen thank you lord so i'm going to go into kingdom culture part five and just share with us the series is slowly coming to a close but um you know when you look at the kingdom of god and you speak of kingdom culture you sometimes think when when i'm mentioning and 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 it, and it can be a couple of things playing in your mind when i mention the kingdom of god or the kingdom of heaven sometimes you think of eternity which is true, 100%. And then other times you think of the words of Jesus Christ where he says the kingdom of heaven is within. Where he points to his disciples and he says, actually the kingdom of heaven is not just there. It's not what you're seeing. It's nothing about eating or drinking or living life. It's actually within you because of the presence of God that is within us. We have the fullness of Christ and his kingdom within us, in our hearts. And uh, that's what's so beautiful. But the, the, the king and his kingdom and kingdom culture is lived out through us as God's ambassadors in this dying and hopeless world. Uh, the the king, kingdom culture that we speak of comes from the king himself and it comes from his word and then it's lived out by us into this world. And so Jesus prayed that prayer and I mentioned it in worship how he said, may your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't that an awesome prayer to daily pray for us as believers is to say, Lord, may your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Now, the kingdom of God is not, and this is sometimes where I think we get static as Christians. The kingdom of heaven doesn't come by us sitting back and doing nothing. The kingdom of God advances because of men and women like us, the church that rises up together in power and in unity, and it begins to push back darkness. It begins to advance and build the kingdom of God physically, spiritually, and in every way possible here on earth. I, I, I looked up something, I heard about it a little while ago, a statute book. The statute book. Do you know what the statute book is? I'm not going to ask Johan, Johan, being a lawyer, and others here that are lawyers will know. So you cheat. I'm going to tell you, the statute book is a record of all the laws made by govern, uh, government. It's a, a book in which all our laws are written. That's called the statute book. 
Now look at what Ezekiel Hopkins says. Here's a quote and it says that the Bible is the statute book of God's kingdom. The Bible is God's statute book of God's kingdom. And so when when we're talking about kingdom culture, there's no way to live our kingdom culture and there's no way to live out God's principles without living out His word, His undiluted word. And so we've got to take the word of God the statute book for the kingdom that we live in and it's got to completely guide our morals, our standards and our attitudes and it's our model for living. And so there's a, a, another quote I want to just put up on the screen there and it says, the only kingdom that will prevail in this world is the kingdom that is not of this world. That's pretty awesome. The only kingdom that's going to prevail in this Destroyed, dark kingdom of this world is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom that's not of this world. Yet Jesus said, pray that the kingdom of heaven would come down on earth as it is in heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is within you. And so we are the life-giving kingdom ambassadors for the dying world and for the hopeless world outside. And so your task is to take hold of the statute book of the kingdom of heaven and Allow it to completely shape your life and live it out in this world so that the world will thrive. You know, so many times we're putting our hope as people in the government, in society, and we're saying maybe, just maybe, they will come and transform everything. You know, maybe they will rise up in godly standards and they will, they will, they will move and our country and our nation will just change. The thing is we're putting our hope in a society and a kingdom that is not of this world. It's not governed by God's kingdom and it will never satisfy. It will never bring life. It will never lift you up out of your, the miry clay as the word says. Only God and his kingdom will do that. And so in one sense you get to govern a small kingdom around your life. If I can put it like that. By the kingdom of God and his standards, his words. You get to govern, be a, an ambassador, a royal priesthood, and take the kingdom of God and affect your immediate community around you and change their lives. And so the only way this community around us is going to be changed, you know, and we often speak of this, is if you and I as Christians infiltrate this kingdom of darkness around us with clear strategy and with purpose. Without clear strategy, without clear purpose, just wandering around as an undercover Christian, we don't accomplish much. God wants us to stand up, to be bold, to be strong, and to declare and to speak His kingdom and His kingdom principles to this world, and we'll see the change in, in the world around us. When you look at the, the Word of God, we know so clearly how the Word speaks so many times about the kingdom of heaven. And it was a central part of Jesus' teachings. Through the New Testament, Jesus spoke many times on the kingdom of heaven and what it's about. And the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God here in our lives is a place or a space of peace, of love, of joy, of righteousness. And that's found in your heart. That's found in your life. When people look at your lives, what they see in you is light and love, and joy, and peace, and they see God's presence, and they see the righteousness of God in you, and that's re resembling the kingdom of heaven. 
kingdom culture. That's how powerful your life is and that's why our actions count. The words we speak count. They hold so much worth and value. And uh, we rather speak few words that resemble the King of Kings and speak many words that just resemble the kingdom of darkness and society around us. And so may we be men and women that maybe speak fewer words, but words that are filled with life, filled with God's word and his presence to transform and to bring life into this world. You know, when you go out to your workplace, this is how it is to carry kingdom culture because sometimes we, we, we're asking the question and we're saying, how do I live this kingdom culture out? When you go into your workplace, Jabu, and you pray for somebody, it's the realm of the kingdom of God flowing through your life. When you go somewhere and you share your testimony, it's the kingdom of God operating through your life. When you go to somebody in your workplace or in the world and who needs help and you give them a hug and you encourage them to focus on the Lord, that's the kingdom of God operating and that's kingdom culture operating through your life when you can pull people together and so hope and encourage them to let go of this world and to focus on the lord and his kingdom and his love and his presence and surrender their lives to him you are sowing in seeds from the kingdom of heaven into their lives that's kingdom culture and that's how god is calling us to live our lives when you live a life of forgiveness when you live a life of love and compassion and integrity, that's a kingdom ambassador representing the kingdom of heaven and living out kingdom culture. Amen. That's how powerful our actions are. And so the word says the kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Romans chapter 14 verse 17. I'm going to read that verse. And this is a little bit about how the word speaks of the kingdom. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of heaven is not a matter of eating or drinking. It's not a matter of politics, of materialism, of worldly fun. The kingdom of heaven is around the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives and flowing from our lives. Of righteousness, of joy, of peace. Found in the Holy Spirit. And so we call to live out these kingdom principles and these kingdom culture standards. What else it speaks about and how we can see the kingdom of heaven, and this is a powerful verse, is we see the kingdom of heaven being demonstrated through the supernatural work and power of God. When you pray for somebody and they're healed or delivered or set free, when you prayed for somebody and a demon flees from their life or their circumstance just opens up. When their heart opens up and a relationship is mended, that's when the kingdom of God touches their lives. Matthew chapter 12 verse 28, here's a scripture that ties in with it. It says, but if, the spirit, but if by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. But if it is by, let me read that again, if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. When we're set free, when we're touched, when we're healed, when we are ministered to, the kingdom of heaven is on your life or upon your life. It touches your life. So be encouraged again. Share your testimony. Share your story. It is powerful. Your story often is what's needed. It's, we often say it's the key to unlock someone's heart, to hear the gospel, 
The gospel is central. It is everything. In one sense, our story can be seen as meaningless in comparison to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that it's Him and His life for you. But your story is powerful to share your experience. And so I want to encourage you to pray again. Pray for people in the workplace. Be bold and courageous. Pray for people. When you see someone in need and you don't help them, what are the words of Jesus? He says, what good is it if we see somebody who's in need, who needs clothes or a cup of water, and we just bless them and we walk away and we leave them thirsty and unclothed? What good is it if we don't take the action? And so there's this challenge for us as believers to pray for people when you see them in need. When you hear that they are downcast and their hearts are overwhelmed, give them a hug, encourage them, love them. Build them up. Sow something into their lives. When you see somebody who's in need, maybe financially or in desperate trouble, don't just think of them. Offer to lend a hand. Offer to do something, to be and to demonstrate the kingdom of God in their life as you step out through your actions. And so again, we are kingdom ambassadors. We're kingdom ambassadors that reflect God's purposes in our lives. There's something so different between living for our own purposes and living for God's purposes. That's the challenge that we have, I suppose, daily as Christians, is how do we live for the purposes of God and His kingdom? How do we live for His purposes? And it's so different to living for earthly principles and standards and kingdoms. Uh, kingdom principles. Here's a, here's a powerful quote that I'm very challenged by, and it says here, and, and this might shake us a little bit, it says, everyone wants the kingdom of God, but few people want it first. And the word in, we know in Matthew 6 verse 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Seek ye first, the key word is first. You know, many people want the kingdom of God. Many people, and, and we're guilty of it as Christians, as the church, we want God's blessings, we want God's goodness, we want God's, the, the, the breakthrough in our lives, but we're not that adamant to seek His kingdom first in our lives. To completely surrender our lives to Him and to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to live for You and Your purposes and I'm going to completely devote my life to You, my heart to You. What does that look like in your life? Maybe is a good question to ask. What does it look like in my life if I had to wake up daily and say, God, I'm putting your kingdom first today. Putting God's kingdom first doesn't necessarily mean attending just prayer meetings and church. Daily, daily, you put God's kingdom first. How do we do it? How do we live out the kingdom culture and the word of God, the statute book of life, to change the surroundings around us? You know, I was going through this message and this sermon and hearing that quote. I thought, you know, isn't it true that the King of Kings, Jesus, is only looking for and always looking for those who will choose Him wholeheartedly? He's never looking for anything else. In fact, He's so straight in the Word of God where it's so challenging in passages of Scripture where He says, if you're not willing to lay down your life, you cannot follow Me. If you're not willing to give everything over, you're not worthy of being called a disciple, a follower. That should just 
strengthen us, stretch us, encourage us, motivate us to stand up every morning saying, God, I want to be counted as a true ambassador for the King of Kings. I want to be counted as a true representative of your kingdom. Jesus gave a warning actually around this to some people in Matthew chapter 21 verse 43. And he says, therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. It was a warning that Jesus gave to people that were trying to follow him or people that were around. And he was saying, you've got to produce the fruit of being a kingdom ambassador. You've got to produce. And so the challenge from Jesus to my heart is you've got to produce the fruit of being a true representative of my kingdom in this earth. Otherwise, I'll take the kingdom of heaven away from you and I'll give it to someone else who will produce fruit in my word and of my word and of this culture. What a beautiful, powerful thought to have in our day, um, our day-to-day living. Jesus, I'm here to produce fruit. I'm here to produce fruit for you. The kingdom of heaven, not just in eternity, but here on earth should mean everything to us. The kingdom of heaven should be our priority in this lifetime. The kingdom of heaven and its values, the values of God's word and the morals and the standards of God's word should be what drives us and it should be something that we are so desperate to live by and hold on to each and every day. Jesus spoke so many parables and we know that of the kingdom of heaven being within you. But then also when you find the kingdom of heaven, understand the value of it. And I want to actually start bringing this message to a close already this morning and share this from Matthew chapter 13 verse 44. Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. Thinking of this kingdom culture message and the verses and the scripture around living out the kingdom of God in this world, I thought, you know what? It should be the greatest desire on our hearts every day. That, Lord, I will sell everything I have. I will give up, in a sense, everything that has my heart to live for your kingdom. Because I understand its worth and its value in my life and in my surroundings. And so, that's the prayer, I suppose, of our hearts this morning. Let me, let me close off with a prayer over us and then just share off some of the property updates. Lord, We look to everything you have for us, God. We look to your word that speaks of the kingdom. And Lord, we set our eyes on you, the king. Speak to us, we pray, Lord. Speak to our own hearts. Speak to our lives. Speak to us about our actions, about the purposes we are currently living for. And we pray, God, according to your word, you would change our lives. Help us, God, to readjust. Help us, God, to focus on what really counts. Lord, to have that mindset that your kingdom and your principles are of so much value that we would give up everything that has our hearts 
that has our attention to live for you. So God, again, we pray this morning that we, you would forgive us of living for everything else, for everything else that distracts us and pulls us away. Forgive us, Lord, for putting other things first. Our finances, our troubles, our situations, Lord. The clothes that we wear, Lord God, or the clothes that we don't have, the food that we need on our table, because Lord, your word says, do not be anxious for anything. Do not worry about the clothes that you wear or the food that you eat. Your word says that we should seek you first and your kingdom and your righteousness. And all these things that we worry about will be added to our lives. And so God, in you, we put our trust and our confidence again. And you, Lord, we just surrender and say, God, we want to live for your kingdom as a real ambassador of your kingdom, Lord, in this world. Lord, we choose to love people around us, the unlovable. We choose, Lord, when those around us need encouragement, that we would be that encouragement to them, that we would speak words of life into them, that we would prophesy over their lives of the future hope that you have for them, God. We pray that, Lord God, you would use our lives, Lord, for those that are downcast and weary. That by our actions and our words, Lord God, they would experience the realm of your kingdom here on earth. And so, Lord Jesus, as you taught us to pray, we pray that now, Lord, may your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.